Hey guys, welcome back to the Off The Script podcast, episode 53, and we are joined by returning guests, Caitlin and Savannah. Woo. Welcome back. Hello. Woo. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Um, uh, some things have changed since you guys were last on. Caitlin is now a week out, um, and the, the mood lighting and maybe energy levels this podcast might reflect that. We'll see. Maybe. Um, and when was the last time we had you on, Sav? You were like... Sav wasn't that long ago. It was like four months ago. Okay, it's not too bad, though. I was definitely still fat. So it was long ago. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. I was still fat. Yeah, that doesn't were. mean the worst. I mean, when people call you fat, Sav, you, you kind of, you can't do anything with that. Oh, that's fucked up. It's um, yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird industry we're in. We're like, oh yeah, I was fat a few months ago. The thing is, though, like, we'd actually have to fully force feed ourselves to get legit gem pop fat, won't we? I don't understand how people get to the size they get to. Like, oh, I don't get I'm... me wrong. I got pretty, pretty chunky, but um, like Nothing not, though. not obese. Yeah, I went to um. I went to because obviously it's my birthday of the weekend. Not to plug. Oh, hey. I was twenty two. It's fucking boring. Um, but I ended up going and meeting some friends at like a local pub. Had a had a wow. coke, of course, you know. And um, some of the people who were just there, like I, I tend to avoid regular human beings. I think, and I remembered why they're like. There's just the majority of men who were there all had. Just like they were wider at the midsection than they were at the top, and and, and I looked, and that just sort of baffled me. Bang. Perfect, perfect for the classic division. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what peak male performance looks like. Uh, it just really confused me. <laughs> I was just like, it, it does. It is kind of mind blowing. Like when you're removed from gen pop, like people. Hey, don't don't shit on the peak male performance. I mean, they're probably more sterile than we're going to be. Yeah, so, it's very true. You know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how's everyone's uh, bank holiday Monday going? It'll probably be like Thursday, Friday when this goes live. So. It's going all right. It's going all right, mate. How are you? How are you doing, medium Joe? How, how's it going? Good. Yeah, I did uh, chest and biceps today. Very nice. Anyone else training? Oh yeah, kind of the same. I was on uh, a chesty, pumpy session today, which was the worst. Really? Oh, oh well, yeah, because I couldn't train to failure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. One of them once, one of them. I didn't even realise it was bank holiday. That's how far into this hole I am. <laughs> That's a good place to be, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know what day it is That's now. Yeah. Makes the, home, the Hames hole. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm in a Hames hole at the minute. <laughs> Awful. I, I have that as well, though. Like, um, anytime you have to dial it back at all, training wise, like whether it's like for fatigue management or whatever, I hate it. So I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think if I knew that this was like the only show that I was doing, I wouldn't be too bothered. But it's like, I've got more shows after this. I just want to keep the logbook up but it's one of them it's one of them can we, can we actually have a quick list of uh, shows that you're doing kate for for the viewers at home 
so far I've only got two planned. Um, I'm doing the graftism, which this might come out before that is um, sort of done, which is this Sunday, the 5th. And then I'm actually doing the Arnold's, um, which is the 1st of October, I believe. Uh, maybe another one, but who knows, who knows. Very exciting. And Sav, you've been dieting as well. I've been dieting for a very, very long time. Yeah, I was, I hit my peak weight early mid-March and I've been, I was sort of holding, hovering, kind of trending down for a little while and then we ended up going balls deep. So I've been dieting for quite a long time now. I think I'm a good 13 kilos down from my heaviest now. Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. That's an impressive amount, actually, to, to drop. Uh, yeah, for our height. For our height. Because we're both, like, far foot and a little bit. You, yeah. you don't realise, yeah. because we've both said as well, the way that I distribute fat is quite all right. You know, I can be... I can gain 10 pounds, and it kind of goes to the areas that just make me look like I've got more muscle than I actually have. Yeah. And so it's quite okay. But then it gets to the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd like to be lean now. I'd like to have some abs now. And I'm like, I fucking lost 30 pounds and I'm not shredded. What is this? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's where we're yeah. at. Yeah. I, I can relate to that. I have like, uh, Actually, to be fair with me, my body fat distribution is all kinds of fucked up because my legs stay a lot leaner than my upper body and I have a fat back. So it's gonna, it's good. Like my posterior chain is just fat. And then, like, sounds I, like Josh Bridgman. Is that what he's like as well? Yeah. He, well, to be fair, his legs, his legs are, he's like the, the front of him looks okay. ready like five weeks out. Yeah. 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 With me, my my lower body gets in like well. Last season, my lower body like came in like pretty much in on time with everything else, but then it took me way longer to put on any fat in my lower body. Like my legs mm. looked better like a month post show than they did like actually at, like when I was competing. Like the fullness just went to my legs. So um, yeah, it fucking sucks. I hate that. I just prefer to have like an even distribution to be fair and actually look like somewhat even as opposed to just having legs, which are like quite lean considering I've like pushed up for the past two years and I can still see like hamstrings and shit in certain lying, like my hamstrings. You, you know, you know what that means? What? You need to have cross striations when you can. That's it. That's, it. Mm-hmm. That's the expectation now to have just peeled everything. In From some- 20 weeks out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Pre-contest. Pre-contest, I'll be shredded already. Yeah. That's the plan. Fuck my knees. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what do we want to get get into today while we're on? So, has anyone got anything they actually want to talk about first? Mm. Off the top of my head, no. But I'm sure that we will go on to a tangent did you get any did you get any good questions mate uh nothing controversial this time That's uh, well disappointing. Sort of, actually sort of but not really mm. uh, i, I kind of want to bring back the um the the question of if you had three lives how would you waste them uh, i quite like that question i feel like we should bring that back <laughs> that funny. oh wow <laughs> yeah. 
We'll do that towards the end, though. We'll, we'll get through some of the ones. Well, that... I'll start thinking. Yeah. Uh, I'll start off with a nice one. Uh, most memorable training session. Hmm. I um. I think potentially what one of my favorite training sessions. Um, I actually went to AJ's house in lockdown. Mm. It was me, him, and Finn. And this this was literally the first time that I'd been on any kit in months. Um, and I remember just getting absolutely done in. Um, that was pretty cool. It, the session took four hours. Good shit. It, that was a, that's a Thorburn length session. That, um, but yeah, it was it was solid four hours. Um, and yeah that was that was that was probably one of the best sessions um and then i don't know I, when i trained with cuba and meg that was that was pretty pretty fucking cool as well what about yourself yeah do you know i was <laughs> i was a bit lost on that one actually um because you know i've been dieting that long you you, you not that the intensity drops in your training but I think just the mood going into it is a little bit different but that entire lockdown training period I mean that was it looking back that's an absolute trip in it it feels like one big acid trip like yes yeah training back gardens and shit and manufacture kit as if we're fucking Atlantis or something <laughs> some of them sessions yeah to be fair when I was like peak off season strength felt fucking sick in a completely empty gym with my like angry music playing out like RDL PBs squat PBs there were some fucking sick sessions before oh, it yeah. got a little bit too much we'd all had enough and we'll let it become just a yeah yeah relief. I don't I don't yeah. know if Jermaine or um it's like boot camp and it was just unreal like the energy going into them sessions it was like every session was the last session of my life. <laughs> what are you saying, Caitlin? I was just going to say, I don't know if um, Jermaine or Joe got the chance to train in the gym over lockdown when it was basically just to yourself, but no. Sav nailed it. So, yeah. I, it was uh, somewhere else. I won't say what the gym is, of course, but I, I was able, towards the back end of the first lock tra lockdown trainer uh, gym, and those those like first few sessions straight at that gym, um, I I felt so unbelievably blessed to be able to even use kit mm. that isn't like the wagon wheels or <laughs> strapping dumbbells to a barbell. You, like, you still got? Have you still got the wagon wheels? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's all like uh, all all my lockdown kits like wrapped up in like in the new build of like my parents' house. Pretty good. I think it was something about the adrenaline of it as well. I mean, I remember being in yeah. that gym and there was a, there's a CCTV camera in the corner of the room and a police car parked outside the gym and I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, shit. They're <laughs> coming. We're getting popped. Yeah. <laughs> something about that. Like I said, every session was like, this could be the last session. This could be it. I might not train in the gym again for months. I need to make it count. I mean, there's always mm -hmm. prison gym, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. 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 But it did feel like I, I get that, like for the for like the period of time I was training at that gym in that lockdown, I felt like I was a part of some weird cult. 
Yeah. Mm. And I made like a like a suicide pack with everyone in there. Like they were all like, we could we could like train here, but tomorrow we could all be in jail. So yeah. it's just kind of fun. <laughs> so retarded to say. <laughs> when you think yeah. about it, like it's kind of baffling. That, that, that's what it came to. <laughs> Fucking hell. I think my favorite uh, creation though that came of that was I didn't have an Olympic bar, so we had the 15 kilo one. Is rusty as fuck, and it was like with the spin-on plates and fastener. But we had to spin on like 25, 30 kilos worth of kettlebells onto this 15 kilo bar, and we didn't even have a flat surface to deadlift on. Or really, it was kind of like that. Nice. So, but yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah. Lockdown sessions, man. And and, uh, and I got to train outside, which was actually quite nice. We can look back on it fondly now, but let's never ever do it again. Yeah, fuck no. I, no. I would I will riot. <laughs> I don't yeah. want that again. No, thank you. I will see you all at the prison gym. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fair, what what would you do to get into jail? Yeah, but what's the sentence? That's what I mean. That's a good question. Okay, here's a question. How would you murder someone and try and get away with it? <laughs> okay. Okay. So I've thought about this a lot, actually. Okay. All right. So you need to think about the toxicology reports. Okay. Okay. Inject someone with insulin, let their blood sugar go so low that they die. That wouldn't come up on the toxicology report and then feed them to pigs because pigs eat bones. I love how there's not even a change in facial expression throughout the whole explanation. (laughs) That, honestly, honestly, if I ever had to kill someone, piece of piss. Oh. I genuinely, I genuinely think I'd be able to get away with it. Well, not now because you've told everyone you. Well, no, but I'm, I'm obviously not going to kill someone. But you know, Wink. it's nice to know that if I wanted to, I could maybe. <laughs> is that something but I haven't thought about it? Is that something you've been thinking about because you're like in a prep, or is that just like something that's come into your head at some point? Ca- no, nah, I just, I just, I just like true crime stuff. Oh, I think you just you just pick up on shit like that, don't you? I, I put I, yeah. the Breaking Bad. I definitely do the 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 bathtub bathtub um to melt the floor. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just melt melt it so that there's just like a half dissolved body in the corridor. You could just drop the wagon wheel on. But there's still a body. There's still a body. That's the just uh, at that point. I don't know what you do. Um, I don't know. Throw it in a uh, wheelie bin. Hope it goes in the recycling bin. Throw it in a wheelie bin. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, hopefully the recycling people just throw it in there without. without. I was going to say, I bet, I bet they don't actually check. I don't think they do. I, I bet you could end. Up, I, I bet you could get away with it. You could end up having this body halfway across the country in a landfill somewhere, and no one would know. And they probably um, wouldn't find it either. You can see the difference in planning, though. Through Jermaine's, Jermaine's idea and Caitlin's idea. I'm getting caught. I'm getting caught straight away. <laughs> Do you think I'd get away with it? No. Have you got any ideas, Sam? You look. You kind of look like you have a murderer in you. So. I feel like Sav's got some good ideas. I mean, I was a big Dexter fan when that was on uh, Netflix. Did eat them. I quite, I quite liked, you know, the the precision that he went at it with. That was, yeah. Get the current film in the room, lay him down, scare him a little bit. 
I love Bea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cracked me up. Um, actually, saying that, I mean, depends how questionable my morals would be as a psychopath. But I probably would just uh, bag them up and freeze their meat because that's protein that you know I'd have to butchers otherwise. So mad, mad cow disease all day long. <laughs> yeah. You can even make you can make your own GH from them. No, I'd leave the head alone. Oh, okay. I'd sell the cow. I'd, I'd sell it off to yeah, like you're not, you're not gonna extract growth hormone from the pituitary gland. Yeah. Was, how how do they actually make growth hormone? Is that me being weird? Like they, they how do they the side, you can make, like, they, they can create it, like, synthetically, I think, but a lot of the time, originally, they did it from cadavers of pigs and shit, didn't they? Or and babies. Like yeah. They'd, like... Yeah, like, themselves it, from fetuses. Yeah, they'd take, yeah. like, dead cadavers and... Jesus that. Christ, that's quite disturbing. Not anymore, don't worry. Well, that's, oh, how right, they, okay. um, that's how they got gear in the first place, wasn't it? Germany was like yep. we need to get now it's made now it's made from it. sunflowers great <laughs> yeah exactly that's why they were bigger in the 90s um <laughs> no um i've always said even ever since i was a kid like frozen lamb leg bash around the back of the head oh classic it. yeah put the, put the lamb in the oven evidence gone and then all you have to do is dispose of the body so so the murder weapon's gone smart that's good. I mean, you could have just like pretended that fell over and hit the head, but instead you'd go in with frozen meat. Yeah. I didn't say I was going to freeze the meat. I just said dispose of the body. I'll carry him around in a carpet. I'll carry him around in that naan bread from my story yesterday and throw him off a bridge somewhere. God. I've never seen a naan so big in my life. That is, to be fair, they wouldn't be able to smell it. They just smell peshwari, just the coconut. Yeah. I was a man. Yeah, who's, who, what's that in there? Just some cocoa butter, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> How much was it for that now? Let's move on for this. Uh, £3.50. Not bad. Pretty good. So, that, was my, that was my final off plan meal before starting today. So. Good shit. Yeah. Got, them, got your fucking money's worth, that's for sure. It was nice, mate. It was really nice. They gave us like a free like chickpea fucking vegetarian one as well. Like a dog. I don't I don't know if this is just me being on prep, but if I were to ever get an off plan meal, I would never be able to go for Indian because I just feel like I would end up on the toilet for like it's all right, natural diuretic. Gas mark 10. I think if I inherited I could get away with it. I might be able to pull a Nathan Diasher off, maybe. Yeah. I think I could do it. Reef yeah, my waist my waist came in four inches this morning. <laughs> Uh, right one for sav highlights of working in the supplement industry Ooh, i should have an instant answer shouldn't i um obviously it's nice to be able to try products here and now um it's nice to be part of i guess like have a little bit of a say in like the NPD side of things and so I mean I know that Rick from Strom's mask on this he creates products that he would want or that people close to him would want and even though that's not necessarily my area um, I'm not in NPD I'm not in innovation you know it's like a small team and so there is a degree of what is missing from the industry you know what could we bring out what products have been done but not so well that we could improve upon things like that 
and being able to um I guess put your own experience because I use everything I if something new comes out I want to try it and to be able to say well that could be tweaked that could be improved that brand does that really well I really like what that brand does and then do something that's new um contacts getting to meet people in the industry is called some fucking cool people in the supplement industry especially in the UK I think in the UK it's quite it's a small world you know everyone knows each other and so once you've spoken with this person and that person it opens a lot of doors you know um like even yesterday I went to an event and there was someone there who works for CMP and he's originally from Hull and so you know I know him and there's a lot of like mutual people that we know I think um, the majority of the supplement industry comes from Hull. Yes, we are all from Hull. Basically. Everyone, Joe Binley's from there. To be fair, yeah, you there know. must be something in the water, something in the Humber. <laughs> yeah, it's probably all the fucking pre-workout powder that's gone down the toilet. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, genuinely, you know, I love it. It's the only full-time job I've ever had has been in the supplement industry in various areas, you know, everything from custom service the trading merchandising marketing sales wholesale like I've always been in the supplement industry and that is for good reason you know that, that I haven't gone off into something else you know where I could maybe get a marketing job and you know do something slightly different you know I do love it good shit yeah I was I actually asked you about this the other day Seth because I was looking at um some jobs now that I am post-grad uh, potentially looking at some jobs in the supplement industry or like working with nutrition labels and stuff like that. Just so, make your own underground labs, Jermaine. It's fine. That's not the same thing, my friend. Uh, <laughs> sorry to say, there's a big difference between a scoop of defib and a few vials that I'd be shipping out. You know, uh, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go with the defib. Um, yeah, no, I was, I'm looking at it because I'm I'm in the process now of. Get, looking for a stable job which will basically allow me to make the, the the eyes of the government happy that i have income coming in so i can actually buy a property like i can put down for a house now but the thing stopping me is like they require like back tracing of like employment and stuff like that so uh that might be something that i look to get into as well which is quite exciting i mean if you do want to be self-employed i think the only reason most people have issues is that they're not properly registered you know and they're not paying yeah. the tax yeah. like me my coaching it's like it's it's a small part of me income you know but yeah. i am registered as a sole trader i do pay my tax and so you know my books are all done by an accountant if you are just going oh yeah just just paypal me 100 quid mate yeah yeah just, yeah, just yeah. Bank up, um, 50 quid here yeah. Like, yeah, when you go to speak to a mortgage advisor, they are going to say, mm-hmm. okay, but you don't have a legitimate job. I'm in the process currently of setting all that up. So uh, I'm in the process of setting up like go cardless and stuff like that. Cause they do, um, from, from what I've seen, they, they do like your, um, like your tax and everything pretty much for you. So you yeah. can set it up so they could just, you could all, just have it automated. So they take it every financial year. So, but they, the annoying part is, is like the people I've spoken to who are listed like as sole traders through coaching and stuff, uh, they're like, some of them have been like listed for over a year and they still can't do it. And a lot of it, I think, is down to age group as well. Like a lot of coaches nowadays are quite young. 
so it's a bit of a bit of an area like you know of debate for for people who actually get into property but yeah no I, i'm very interested at maybe getting a job in the supplement industry for the time being as well to go along with coaching so right that special question that hopefully kate has a few answers for Oh. Details of a training split, working sets per, uh, per body part, etc. Okay, um, I feel like I feel like people want an answer that I'm not going to give, but I literally just do what everyone else does: push, pull, rest, legs, rest. That's what works for me in regards to recovery. The thing is, though, I'm actually looking to change that potentially going into off season but what I've run through as soon as I stepped off stage in 2019 till this point push pull rest legs rest and I've never had an issue coming round the next rotation feeling like shit and if I do I'll just deload anyway every sort of eight weeks ish Mm. um in regards to how many sets per muscle group I would actually have to to work it out but in general in a push session, probably about 10, eight to 10 sets um, for shoulders, maybe four to six for chest and four to eight for tricep, like nothing crazy, not like low, low, but not high at all. Um, I think rather than looking at exactly how many sets per muscle group learn to train to failure first and your body will tell you how many sets you need to be doing um because at the minute I think if you were to be coached by any sort of coach whether that's a really good coach or actually a really good coach would probably not put you on the, the the normal split if you're a beginner but most people nowadays will just put you on push pull legs one working set, one back off. And the thing is, most people actually can't train hard enough to warrant that. Mm. So they will probably be under training. Um, and that's why they're not growing. <laughs> and then they'll put on the story that they're eating like 5,000 calories a day, but they're just getting fucking fat because <laughs> they're, they're not actually training in the gym. So I think rather than looking at how many working sets, train to absolute failure first and then your body will literally just tell you what you need to do um I know that's quite a vague answer and if someone had had told me that like sort of a couple of years ago I'd have been like what what do you mean by that but just go and do it Mm. just just go train until you literally can't move and uh, your your sort of working sets will fall into range like I in off season I'm fine with doing two two sets for deadlifts but now in prep I can only do one um and throughout off season and prep I literally just ran one set for hack the whole time never more than one because I just couldn't that that next set would just be shit I'd rather take two maybe even three sets on leg press in loads of different rep ranges because um I could lock in more whereas I feel like for hack you can lock in, do that one set, but if you try and go again, neurologically and like yeah, systemically, you're just yeah. just gone. <clears throat> um, 
but yeah that's what i'd say um i know i know the person that asked the question so what i'll do is i'll message her specifically like how many sets and stuff because me saying it isn't really going to mean anything but yeah. um and you'll get all learn, le le learn to train properly and it'll all fall into place yeah to chime in on that as well like i i i'm a very like good example of that where i i <laughs> systematically every year i end up somewhere within training or nutrition beating my head against a brick wall until someone has to shout me down and say you just stop doing that like because I, you're a power lifter at heart shut up no i'm not never have been never will be <laughs> um but like I had it last year with um, like leg training was a great example of it. Uh, I ran push pull legs the same spot I'd had on prep right up until maybe I think it was like Feb last year, pretty much. And then I I, I was looking at like comparisons like prep to that point in time. I was like, I've actually barely made the growth that I wanted to make like in that time frame, and. Off the back of that, my training dropped off. Like instead of like an eight-day split, push-pull legs or pull-push legs, it turned into five training days over a week. And then on to like what I'm doing now, which is a pull-push rest, legs, a, I guess, limb or metabolic day rest. And like I'm on the lowest training volume I've ever been on, but I've, I've grown on this better doing less and and sometimes like some people as well are training hard enough, but they're not meeting the other demands like outside of that. Like they they're mm. not recovering, um, they're not eating enough, whatever. So there there is the flip side of that. I mean, I'm completely with you too. This is the first time that I've dieted, and I say this to myself every time I start dieting that I've actually allowed myself to do less as the diet's gone on rather than do more because I think we'll all agree you know I mean I don't always have a physical logbook but I do have an awareness of oh you know the best I've done on this machine is this amount and oh you know a year ago I was doing this on that machine or that lift or whatever and as you diet it's very easy to go oh I'm two reps down so I'll, I'll do a drop set to make up the volume or I'll do another straight set to make up the volume and then it'll be okay. But actually what you've got to do is go, do you know what? Actually, maybe I shouldn't be doing two sets. Maybe I should do one set. Maybe I shouldn't train five days a week. Maybe I should train four days a week. And this It's is literally your body, isn't it? Yeah, that I've allowed myself to actually do that and to actually pull back. And as a result, I found that by doing that, my training right now, is better than it was a month ago when I was maybe, you know, three, four kilos heavier because the quality of the sets has improved simply by doing less and by focusing on, you know, making them fucking good instead of trying to do shit volume for the sake of, you know, some stupid maths in my head where I'm saying, oh, well, three sets of 12 or two sets and then a drop set at the end is the same as, that top set that I was doing three months ago. Yeah, for sure. And and like the other thing is like um, with the high intensity thing, people do, myself included, get sucked into it revolving around load and yeah. load driving intensity. When in reality, it's the other factors in the set that are driving intensity. Like mm -hmm. I like I, I know people right now. Like I think a good example is I think Finn's doing it. Um, 
from when I last spoke to him on on leg day, he's doing like um, a set which is like thirty plus rep set, like single leg leg press or something, and he's getting progression off of that. That's not load that's like you know six to ten. That's load thirty plus reps. So it's intensity that's going to drive that growth. So mm-hmm. get yeah. good at sets. I mean, for me post show last year and for quite a lot of months, you know, when my food was progressively going up, when my body weight was progressively going up, I was training legs two and a half to three times a week. Mm. And I felt fucking phenomenal and I was progressing every session and it was great. But then as I was coming down, it got to a point where like every session was shit. Every session I was going backwards and I was having tantrums and I was getting upset. And sometimes you just got to kind of let go and focus on, well, maybe just do one leg day and just make it really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with everything everybody said. So, right. I said we had no controversial questions, but we kind of do. Okay. Following on from our episode with Jack Richardson. Okay. Jermaine, thoughts on fat loads. Okay. Interesting. Um, anyone in particular who asked this, or is this just a general one? That's general. Okay. So I I was speaking to someone else, a client, about this because they asked me. Um, I I'm of the opinion that currently, I like unless someone convinces me otherwise, I'm of the opinion that I I would not push for a natural at least to do fat loading. Um, I understand the idea of, you know, you, you have intramuscular triglycerides and um, obviously there's a thought process behind um, diuresis and using like some mechanisms in the body and manipulating that to get a similar effect to doing uh, like a carb, a general carbohydrate load or something. Um, but at the end of the day, un- unless you, you've been doing like a borderline ketogenic diet or something like that, or like, like sub 50 grams of carbohydrate. Are you holding your finger up, Caitlin? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I struggle to see the, the, the benefit of doing that when you've been using carbohydrates as the main source of energy and like uh, carbohydrates in the body, typically your, your body the human body runs off of carbohydrates for the vast majority of people better than it does off of fat substrates, like keto, doing, using ketones and stuff like that. And like you'd have in a ketogenic diet or even like a, a moderately high protein, low carbohydrate diet. Um, but even then, like if your protein's like fairly high, like if you're pushing proteins, like a lot of bodybuilders do, then you're going to get gluconeogenesis anyway. Your body's just going to be making carbohydrates from other substrates just because the body wants to do that. So that's my thought process. I'd prefer to do an approach of carbohydrates and fats, although I'm yet to speak to someone who's extremely clued up on the topic. Um, So I'm open to, to discussion on that. Which I think, I mean, am I the only one here who's actually done that protocol? I think, I think so, maybe. So, so yeah, this was what I did last year for my peak weeks. Okay. I think I, I can't remember specifics, but I think there were maybe 
two days early in the peak week that were protein plus fats and then maybe another three days of protein plus carbs and then it was back to my baseline diet which at the time was protein only sure it was also protein only okay. um for me personally i mean I, this is not a criticism of the entire you know theory behind it at all because i've seen it work incredibly well with people for me I don't think it worked particularly well. I think I will just say because the majority of my prep was on protein only. And so we'd seen how my body responded coming down mm. on protein only. I hadn't been eating dark chocolate. I hadn't been eating peanut butter. I hadn't been eating cream of rice. I hadn't been eating oats. Okay. And so it was very, it was very based on theory. It wasn't based on what works for Savannah's body. Mm. I will always vouch for do the nasty bit, get flat, get stringy, get ready early, and then have a couple of weeks to, as you say, introduce those mixed meals, you know, trickle in some carbs, trickle in some fat, up it a bit more, up it a bit more, lower expenditure a bit more, lower expenditure a bit more. And then if you have to at some point go back down to some sort of baseline diet that's more or less protein only, then so be it. But then if you need that final increase to bring you back to life you should know exactly what quantities are needed and where whereas my peaks were somewhat based on guesswork because I hadn't had either of those macronutrients in my diet at any point mm. so yeah I mean I think maybe if you've been able to eat a decent amount the entire prep it might work a little bit better um but yeah, it's not something that I would be keen to try again on me personally. Okay. Caitlin, do you want to cover that? Because I think you probably have a somewhat of a better understanding than me. So we're not, obviously I'm in peak week now. We're not really peaking for the show. We're, we're just continuing fat loss. Mm-hmm. Um, however, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, I think we've added like 20 grams of fat. Um, my non-training day was was pretty much um, like moderate protein and a little bit of fat. So all we've done is add like five grams of fat to each meal using the same source. So it, it's gone up a little bit, but nothing crazy at all. Like this is basically baseline diet plus a little bit. Um I guess we'll we'll see what happens this week. Um, but by sort of October, we'll probably do like a, a legit peak where I'll have a better answer. I, I, I was trying to do a lot of research on fat loading and I think you could have all the on paper evidence in the world, but just just show me pictures of people that have done it. If they look good, cool. If not, fair enough um it's one of them things we're actually going to add a little bit of carbs in thursday friday just to gain a little bit of fullness but for females especially i don't think there's much that you should really change in a peak week at all unless why i don't feel it works too well with me because i was never particularly muscular female going into it you know yeah yeah was there an awful lot to fill out probably not you know <laughs> mm. Maybe yeah yeah absolutely people like 
not yeah yeah I don't know if you know obviously Sarah Bradley Tom um has obviously peaked her and you know she had to load on like over a thousand grams of carbs just because she's got actual muscle mm. and it's cool it's cool to watch when a peak is an actual peak but a lot of the time these peak weeks for smaller muscled individuals I think it's just a case of saying that you're doing something on peak week for the sake of saying it. Um, obviously, it's a whole whole different ball game for maybe classic physique, bodybuilding, women's physique, women's bodybuilding. Um, and, you know, it obviously works well on some people, but I, I've, I don't really have an opinion yet until I do it on myself. And until I do it on myself properly, where you actually fat load, not just add an extra five grams, um, I, I, I don't think I'd be able to say. Um, and we've got a long time until I'm muscular enough for that. So <laughs> till then, I will just do what I'm doing. Interesting. I, I think that's something that I was thinking as well in regards to fat loading. I could see, in theory, more of their, like, there, there being more of a, like, valid argument for larger people doing something like that who have that muscle like have a, a a large amount of muscle like maybe even more than they need you know uh for what they're doing maybe them doing it because like the idea of using like and manipulating your body to in, in using that protocol from what i've seen to like pull water away that was like a big thing with it um but I don't really know what the origin of like fat loading is. Like I know that obviously it, there's a lot of stuff on f like physique collective about it. Um, well, but it, it, it was, it was used in the seventies and eighties. Like yeah. it's not something that's been it's miraculously not, pulled out of someone's arse. You know, it's, it's been going it's on. thing that I've heard of before as well with like fighters. I know that like some fighters use a similar protocol, like to pull water and to pull fluid so they can wait. Um, it's, it's an energy, energy source that's not bound by water, right? So carbohydrate. This is no. So I, I, I think currently at present, I'm not. I'm not going to formulate the opinion at all that anything is like wrong, because I don't think there is it in the day a wrong way of doing things unless it's fucking your health. Uh, I think for like, the most part, it depends on how the rest of the prep's gone. Yes, 100%. because. It's like in Sav's case, if there's been just there's been no fats or no carbohydrates, that in implementation of a new macronutrient that you've not been used to, even if it's for like two to three weeks, is going to be an unnecessary inflammatory response. So your body doesn't know what to do. So there's more chance of that going wrong. Whereas if you've managed to be prepped or prep yourself in a way where your ratios between pros, fats, and carbs has been moderate throughout, I think that adjusting the ratios of fats to carbohydrates makes sense due to the fact that there is theory behind the fact that you can fill out intramuscular triglycerides and things like that. But if, if you do it in the presence of carbohydrates, you get the benefits of, of both. Yeah. Um, I personally have not seen anything both anecdotally and what I've, I've studied to say that sole fat loading without the presence of carbohydrates can bring about any sort of new or improved look than carbohydrates can do by themselves. Mm. It, it just seems this a is bit where... faddy so, to me. Yeah. 
think this is where getting ready early and and just That's literally I mean. just trialing can, it. Yeah, you can piss around and, and have a look what happens. So that I think that's the only time that you can definitively say this mm -hmm. is why we're doing this. Other than that, when you're running into a first show, it is it's guesswork, especially yeah. with a, a coach that is the, that it's their first time prepping you. First show, maybe not a hundred percent lean lean yet already, because a lot of the time for your first show, you don't come in at a hundred percent because mm. if you come in at a hundred percent, then consequently normally a finals later in the year you will look worse so it's or you just don't know work. what 100 percent is yet so yeah. well yeah who knows what 100 percent is on anyone mm. sure. i mean but there's no there's no comparative look is there like you've not looked at that certain way before so i i think well yeah because you, you have a completely different physique each year or at least you should do as a bodybuilder getting bigger and better mm. If you look the exact same every year, then that would just be shit all round, really. <laughs> That'd be depressing. <laughs> you'd, be a you'd be a body body main gainer. Make, um, atrophy, atrophy builder? Oh, no. Something like that. That's oxymoron. Nice. I know, yeah. You're just stay in one place, just spinning your wheels. Um, yeah, for, for me, at the minute, like, if I were to, let's say, take a first time, uh, like, into a show doesn't matter what division or class they're competing in. I would prefer to do like more of the mountain dog method of like slowly loading with carbohydrates, drip feeding stuff in over doing anything that's like overly drastic and yeah. arguably could increase stress. And, one um, thing, one thing I would add as well, if I was to do it personally, I think if you football for both for the individual who's been not been exposed to carbs and fats for, for a while and the person who has been, um, when using it in excessive amounts, I'd go for fat source, say such as salmon or red meat, go for a higher fat rather than a processed fat like peanut butter or nut butter or something like that, just because there's less chance for shit to go tits up, especially with the digestion. I'm actually using sesame oil, which okay. is, oh, my God. I never knew that oil could taste so good. Fuck it's me. Like, if I have an air, right, there's just nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. It, sesame you oil. Uh, what? So what? Yeah, what does my fat I'm load? The world food aisle. Are you just drizzling that on your food then, like? Yeah, I'm just weighing out ten grams and putting it on um, my like salad veg or whatever. Is wow, you? that's all I can say. Wow. You made any fancy like um, like pressed oils with like chili and garlic and shit like that, or no? You jazzed up yet? Oh, fuck that. That <laughs> probably just set me. That just set me off. Yeah. Yeah. That was that's interesting. Interesting discussion, folks. Um, should mm -hmm. we move on to another question? Oh, I have no more questions. Really? Not from listeners, anyway. All right. Well, well I want to have a question in regards to how Kate was going to sort of approach the post show after this show. Okay. Okay. Interesting. For for the, the the Arnold's is the main show. We know that. Yeah. That that the the thing is, it's such a double edged sword because I've maybe got more of a shot. At doing well at this regional um however do i want to come in a hundred percent at a regional to get a trophy or do i want to come in at you know 85 percent yeah. um and then the next four weeks 
get get better um and then come in at a hundred percent or what we perceive as a hundred percent for a show that I realistically and this is me not being like give me fucking sympathy or whatever that I probably won't place at because at the end of the day Arnold's you know it's the best of the best who who the fuck do I think I am thinking that I could place at something like that it's literally going to be a case of going in and seeing where I need to improve which is it's it's one of them ones because I'll probably look the best yet my placing or lack of placing will be worse but you'll know that yeah you know you'll place that that, that's why this year it's yeah it's really got to be a case of look have I actually improved like let's get pictures side by side and I, I genuinely do think that we've improved like a lot a lot a lot but at the same time it's like I'm still so far off the mark these these girls are big mm. they're fucking big um I, I watched the, the 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 Poland show and there was like it was actually really weird they didn't do open classes they just had everyone in the same class regardless of height okay and there was there this class there was about seven of them one of them was a bit meh but the rest would be winning overalls at every single two bros mm. like they're 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 massive their proportions are insane the condition was really really good um mm. so yeah I, i'm to be honest i'm really excited for post show because although i had a really good off season there's so many things that I could have done better. So I'm, I'm I'm excited to do that. Like I already know that we pushed up body weight for the sake of pushing up body weight last time. Um, so the first sort of 10, 10 ish pounds that came off, I didn't look like I'd lost anything. Mm. <laughs> um, in performance wise, I probably performed better at that 10 pounds down. So I'm, really excited to sort of nail this post-show period um I know now what the, the hunger pain is going to be like like I remember being sat in bed with like crying because I was so hungry yeah. but I know that I can just you know push that to the side and as long as I don't overeat I, I do think that we could um put myself in a, in a much better position um and also training wise I'm open to looking at different things cool. I've always done the the JP one works at one one back off but mm. obviously the, there's some parts of me that haven't grown as well as others so why would I just keep doing the same thing over and over again um but yeah post show it's literally just a case of nail everything possible and uh and, and not get fat good shit yeah it's um I I, I mean I think it's safe to say from like the pictures and updates you've been given us lot, you have vastly improved and it's not even, I think at this point now, like you're, you are the, in the best condition you've ever been in. Like Yeah. Or- best condition I, I've ever been in by far, but still not good enough, mm. which, which is something that I need to remember. Yeah. Which is, I think good. I I'm, I'm a big fan of like that idea of, putting yourself in an underdog position to see where you need to be. 
I think that's like a, a big thing. Like that's what I did like in 2019. That was the whole reason I really wanted to do juniors was because mm-hmm. I was like, I was 19. And I was like, well, what do I need to be like in my early twenties to actually like place and shit like that? Like, I, I think that's yeah. important. So, you know, where the benchmark is, like where you need to be next time. It's very easy to look up the most obscure show with the least sign-ups where, yeah. you know, there's four shows on that weekend and then, you know, you win your class and you put it in your Instagram bio and you tell everyone, I'm a bodybuilding champ, I'm a bodybuilding champ. But I think the people with real ambition like, like Caitlin has, you need to see yourself against the top dogs, which is what she's doing, which takes some fucking balls. Thank you. Fair play. Thank you. You know what? I couldn't have chosen a fucking busier show, could I? Graftism. Jesus Christ. (laughs) At least you'll get a good seat to watch the rest of the show as well. Well, yeah, it's going to be a good show. Like, literally, everyone. It'll be like walking around an Instagram feed. Mm. Like, fuck me. I think there's... there. There's about 300 competitors, and put 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 it this way, um, one of the biggest PCA shows that they've ever done was a first timers with 215. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm sure the majority of competitors will be bikini, <laughs> <laughs> but even so, um, I'd much rather go and just. Yeah. Literally, just see what happens. Um, I, I I quite like big lineups though. I like going through like the process of uh, like at my second show. I I was lucky enough to have a good amount of people in juniors, so it's nice having almost like different callouts and then doing the mm, they're, like grouping them rather in. than just the five in the class. Yeah, I prefer it like that. So it feels like you have to sort of like battle it out a bit more to make your way up to that like first call out or whatever, which is quite fun. Yeah. 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 One of the things, so the, the body bio classic, mm. I was just looking through the photos just to see um, what, you know, who was competing and stuff. Cause I always like to look at them photos, you know, when, uh, what's that account bodybuilding UK It's yeah, called cool. Adam or something. He always posts a link. So I just had a little look and there was one open figure competitor. Hmm. One. There was a ma- there was a, a, a novice class that had four people in. Mm. That there was one open, which so I'm glad in a way that I'm not doing one like that, so I can't compare because the whole point this year yeah. is not to come in and make some noise like people say. Fucking hell, I'm not here to make <laughs> noise. I'm here to I'm here, <laughs> I'm here to compare. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm glad that I'll hopefully have the opportunity to compare. Good shit. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i like going into next year, I kind of have that mindset of wanting to like again compare by also having obviously right. where I you've, need- got three, you've got three spots to go. You can only improve three places. I only need to move up three spots to, to get a first or qualifier. But like, for me, I'm in a different position now where I, I do actually, and having watched a bunch of shows as well so far, like this year, I've been like going to shows again, seeing what the caliber is. It's it for me, it's now more of I, I actually am here to place now. Uh, but yes, I- you know what? I think that is a big thing as well. Mm. So 
in 2019 you competed as a junior at 19 yeah. you're going to go back whenever it is you do compete as a junior yeah. more aged so it's the exact same category the exact same show obviously you can't you can't control who shows up but you wouldn't you wouldn't be naive to think that you could have a shot yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I think uh, then that's why you got to manage your expectations. People who have done NFM UK or something won their pro card and now they're doing two bros on the road to pro. <laughs> it's yeah. not the same thing. It's yeah. not the same thing, is it? So in in so in one way, that's why I'm a bit like, damn, I'm doing two bros. I probably don't have a shot. But at the same time, like, if... I don't know. I, th- I think it's one of them things like you've got to manage your expectations and realistically, Jermaine, mm. you'll have a very good shot if at 19 with, you know, a lack of training age and experience and just in general, you did well. I think that you would have a good shot. Realistic, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. Midlands next year. I'm coming back. Can't wait for it. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into my question then, which I mentioned at the start because I I just love this question. I'm I'm shocked. Let's, let's finish, finish with this. <laughs> okay. Uh, the question is: You have three different lives. How are you choosing to end in each of them? Is it was that it? Was that what it was originally? Or you in your lives? You got like three lives. How you you can choose how you die or something like that. Some dumb shit like that. How are you going out? for the other two what how are you going out yeah in terms of like what situation yeah you wouldn't put yourself in if you had one life but because you got three you want to experience it bearing in mind like the one we came up with last time was i think it was jumping out of a plane smoking dmt while boxing with a bear while while parachuting or some shit like that so yeah go wild i said go Mm. what was it like great white shark swimming without a cage <laughs> yeah if I'm just going to respawn back on the beach like I don't mind that's fucked up have you seen that video actually of um, the, well the jackass crew yeah. stunt jump over a like well on the BMX over like a shark infested pool and he fell in mm-hmm. and got bitten by a shark and it almost severed his arm off fucked up man classic fucked up way to go no the snapping turtle's the best one something that I genuinely would like to do is and this it's not that out there but I would just like to take a shit ton of drugs and just get off my head I know that I would never be able to do that now because I'm I'd be so scared of like dying but if I knew that I wasn't you know and if I knew that this was the end I would just fucking love it like can you imagine he's for the day that's funny. I don't know. I, I I don't know what drugs, but like I would just all of go them. absolutely ham. Yeah, just all of them. Just go just absolutely a, ham. Just a vibe because, of everything. Yeah, I, I don't know because I just wonder how far you could take <laughs> this. Interesting. Would you do That's it with funny. anyone or by yourself? Huh? Would you do it with anyone or by yourself? <laughs> I'd definitely do it with someone. That'd be funny as fuck. You wouldn't know each other were there after about five minutes, but probably not. Probably not. <laughs> got one life, so that's one. Like, of has gone. What? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. 
Have you got you one? know what I keep thinking of? Do you know those videos that you see on like Instagram and Facebook where someone's got like a camera strapped to the head and they're on like a bike or a skateboard or something going along the top of a building? <laughs> and the point is like, do you know, like make off that like fear of heights hit you? Yeah. Like some mad fucking, yeah, just like going along like the edge of a cliff or the edge of a building or something on like a bike or a skateboard. It's like, if you fall off, it's just like you've lost life in the game or something. So you've got like three more, so it's fun. Yeah, chilling. That's a good one, actually. I quite like that. What, so you'd like BMX ride down the side of like the Eiffel Tower or something? like? Yeah, just like on a massive like edge of a bridge or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> down the wall of a dam. Nice. Legend. <laughs> be, that's a good one. One thing I really want to do, like just in general, I want to go skydiving. Yeah. What, so you just go skydiving without a parachute? Yeah. Naked skydiving. <laughs> Naked without a parachute. Fuck me. Can you imagine? They just find you and there's no... Yeah. Imagine how free you feel. Oh, it would be very freeing, but like, I'd be, I'd have to hold my junk the entire time in case like a seagull. What, in case it slaps you in the face or something like that? No, What? My elastic, I've not got like the bad grandpa elastic nut sack. Like, I'm not, not super stretch. <laughs> it's fucked up. I, um, I think I'm going to stick with like the um, bare knuckle fighting. Yeah, that, 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 that's forever. That doesn't go away. Yeah. Fine. That will be how I go out fighting a bear one on one. I bet I could give him a run for his money. I could, I could, I could get a, a few licks in on a bear. I'd like to go back to like prehistoric times <laughs> yeah. and see how long I could survive. You just get eaten. What? So, like, you'd fight a woolly mammoth or something like that. Would you do like the thing where, like, so your death would be you get dropped on Jurassic Park and you just, you, you're on Jurassic yeah. Park? One up. In the news. Yeah. <laughs> dropped off naked in Jurassic Park. Why? Why are you always clothless? Joe. <laughs> it was Sam's suggestion, not mine. <laughs> it's partly his own choice, partly someone else's. I'm a free I feel spirit. like, Joe, you're the type of person that when you're drunk, as soon as someone suggests you take your clothes off, they're off. No. Have you ever had that before no. at a party? I've had that before at a party um, at some point where it came up at some point that I was a bodybuilder and then people wanted me to pose. I've had that happen to me before. And it's always happens. Always happens at uni. Always. Yeah, fucking awkward. I mean, I didn't ingest any alcohol, but at Christmas time, there was like probably like yeah, three, four inches of snow. I just got down to my pants and just dived in the garden. For no <laughs> nice. So maybe, maybe I've not ingested enough alcohol for a long time that I, I, I'm quite scared about what could happen to be fair. If I'm, because uh, I'll be, I'll probably have done my, I'll have done my pre-contest probably by Christmas this year. I might take a few check-in photos with like Santa's beard and shit and hat on, but then just posing trunks. Some dumb shit like that. Ball bell, a, a ball ball. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out either side of my trunks, yeah? Yeah. Fucking gross, no. Yeah. But uh, any final, any final words from anyone? Uh, Some final words. Um, Joe, have you got your... um, Are we all sorted then for the Arnold? Because we'll be there. 
Well, I'm going to be there anyway. All three days. I I'm have gonna... I have sorted out getting to the pro show, so I've 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 got tickets for that as well. Um, let me know if you get. The get... thing was, like, I didn't want to sit if I was if I'm going. I want to sit on the first like section. Yeah. What I, I mean. So what I've got is I've got a seat in the mid. It's like pretty much in the middle, on the ground, like in those three columns, like in the middle. So I've I've got one of those in the middle, near enough. Yeah, in the middle. You know what? Uh, actually, I don't know if I want to say this. Go um, for it. Say it off the air if you want. Yeah, I'll say it off the air just in case people listen. Uh oh. They do believe it or not. <laughs> this is this is, no, no, no. I mean, you'll understand. You'll understand. Okay, okay. Yeah, I um. No, I'm just. I'm looking forward to the whole event. To be fair, it's going to be nice to. Uh, I I'm excited. Assuming yeah. no bullshit happens with the government, uh, I'm I'm excited to see everyone at the Arnold because uh, should be good. Should be good. I'm there Saturday. Good shit. Alrighty. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching the Off the Script podcast. Um, Savannah, Caitlin, would you like to shout out your socials before we go? Um, at Savannah Westerby, two N's and a H at the end because Starbucks always get wrong. Um, pretty much all I'm active on. That's all you're allowed to add me on anyway. I've got a Facebook, but that's said. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, same. Caitlin Hill. The A is an A because someone stolen my name um that's that's pretty much all i'm active on every now and again i'll update a photo on facebook or whatever but that's just got like my granddad on or whatever yeah facebook's like family and people you went to school with yeah yes yeah very very tame indeed so no one go on don't add us on facebook you you fucking creeps no you'll be speaking to my mum my mum's a teacher so she uses my facebook to just do shit Good shit. All right. Uh, Jermaine Sully on Instagram, not Solomon, even though that is my full name and people still think my last name is just Sully. Um, Do they really? Yeah. People just think, like, they they say it like Jake Sully as well. Like, I'm the guy from Avatar. Oh, Sully. Jake Sully. Yeah, people say it like that. It's weird. Like some fucking Aboriginal tribesman. Yeah. I do look a bit like Tongan or something, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.